I'm J.J. Holly, President, Holly, President and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce. It is my pleasure today to welcome Gil Staley, CEO of the Woodlands Area Economic Development Partnership. So welcome, Gil. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. Well, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Let's start off with, uh, you've got a long history in the Woodlands, so, and you uh, uh, worked for Delta Airlines before that, mm -hmm. but tell us kind of a little bit about, about your history and how you... Uh, came to be at the EDP. Well, surprisingly, I was just talking to someone over lunch recently. I've had basically two jobs in my career, and uh, I guess that's the, the age I am and that's the era that I come from, but I was with Delta over 26 years, and I relocated here with my family, with Deborah and the boys, mm -hmm. in 1996, and um, Honestly, it was her decision that we decided to live in the woodlands. I had not even heard of the woodlands at that point. We lived in Fort Worth, and um, she says, let's go down and look at this community called the woodlands before we make our decision if we're going to go as a family. And I said, sure, let's do it. So, And we came down here. The mall was brand new. I remember that distinctly, and a few restaurants around, and wait a minute, we can do this. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, decided to take that job opportunity and move here as a family in 1996. Wow. Now, uh, and this is a little bit of a, a side note, but when did Deborah start working at St. Luke's? It was a few years after we arrived here, and it, it, that goes hand in hand with an old friend that we had from Fort Worth, Paul Lazaro. And Paul was yeah. uh, a marketing uh independent marketing uh, executive in, in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. He had the hotel that she worked at as a marketing, and so we got to know him through that relationship. And he took over as VP of marketing for the Howard. Well, at that time, it was the Woodlands Operating Company. Mm -hmm. And um, he brought her on. Wow. And then ultimately, she worked her way through the organization, became director of public affairs. And it's her position that even educated me about this opportunity, mm -hmm. the Economic Development Partnership. Again, did not know that organization. Mm -hmm. And she said that they were looking for someone to, an executive that would handle business retention and expansion, mm -hmm. get into companies, meet with C-suite executives, and say, well, that's all I've ever done. So mm -hmm. after I re took an early package from Delta, two weeks later, I went to work for the EDP. Wow. So were, were you intending to move to the Woodlands as a retiree and then you just sort of uh, no, we, morphed we, into doing this new? I knew about this job opportunity with EDP before I retired. Mm -hmm. I knew that they were going to offer packages. And that was the, the time again. Think about that, that era. That was after 9-11. Yep. Airline industries were yep. just uh, were, were truly in perhaps as bad as it is now, yeah. uh, economically losing money, never making a dime. Mm. Um, so those that have been there for 25 years says, now I hope they offer a package yeah. and we can get out. And yeah. they did. Mm -hmm. And uh, I already had this position lined up basically with EDP. And as I said, I took two weeks off and went to work in 2005. How old were the boys when, are you, when they you They were just a little over two. They were oh, toddlers wow. yeah. when we moved here. So all they've really known is the Woodlands. That's, that's it. They, they don't even remember 
our, our home in Fort Worth. Yeah. And, Went to uh, Woodlands High School, both of them? All the way through yeah. the, the system and ended up graduating from Woodlands High School. Wow. So, yeah, it's been good. I've been longer here with EDP than I was with Delta Airlines. Really? Yeah, 16 years. Well, uh, tell us, what does the EDP do? You know, and I said this at EOC. Mm -hmm. um, I have family members that really don't understand what we do. And, and economic development in its simplest form is about job creation and capital investment. Mm -hmm. So that is truly the simplest way you can describe it. And how we achieve that is through recruitment of companies. Yeah. And again, that's all over the world. Mm -hmm. And making sure they stay here and prosper. That's called business retention and expansion. Mm -hmm. So we, we try to grow jobs that way. And have been doing it. As you know, mm -hmm. we spun out of the chamber a few years ago. We started yep. in the ch with a, as an organization under Karen Holeman's uh, leadership at the chamber mm -hmm. in 1997. And we were a division of the chamber under their 501c6 at that mm -hmm. time, but separate board, separate funding members. Yep. And I remember when I came on board, we were paying a lease to it. So it was an independent organization, but under a That's single right. 501c6. That's right. And then we morphed out into our own 501c6. Well, it did get confusing, I think, with some businesses. Yes. Again, not understanding, I've paid a check, the same federal ID number, exactly. but uh, one to the chamber and one to the EDP. And it just was confusing. We were constantly getting each other's oh, yeah. checks. Wait a minute, yeah. is that their membership or, or, or our membership? And, and yeah. so it, it was a bit confusing. Yeah. So tell us about some of the big successes that you've had, because you've had oh, a lot, uh, just a lot of major employers that have moved here directly because of the EDP. You know, and nothing is because of us directly. Mm -hmm. We played a role, certainly. Mm -hmm. Uh, but my goodness, there's so many organizations and, 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 and ex businesses that are involved in that process. The Chamber being one, mm -hmm. the Howard Hughes Corporation or the Woodlands Operating Company mm -hmm. being one, the Governor's Office of Economic Development, mm -hmm. uh, site selectors, those that we get leads from, all mm -hmm. play a role. And um, so we have been doing that, as I said, for, for since 1997. And... Uh, growing jobs. Projects that come to mind ranges from Anadarko mm -hmm. to um, most recently a life science company that we hope to, uh, we're very hopeful that we'll get to relocate here from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So it runs the gamut um, of companies. That and and that's key, with. I, I think, because as we have uh, evolved, our economies evolved to diversify right. and become less dependent on oil and gas, which is oil and gas will always be part of energy, will always be part of the Houston region, and we want it to be. But it's also smart to diversify, and we have life sciences and technology, innovation companies moving right. in that really help. It's nice to see the Houston area on that innovation economy map. Yeah, we, we don't have a single uh, business sector that totally dominates like mm -hmm. some communities mm -hmm. which may be totally dominated by oil and gas mm -hmm. and, and when you have a downturn in that industry then your community suffers greatly that's right not that we have it because of, of 
of the downturn in oil and gas prices, but we, we really go through it a lot less impactful than perhaps another community. So we, our leading sector, and this was all reported at, at the EOC. Mm -hmm. And is, thank you, by the way, for uh, holding off that report for a couple of months. It, you it, could it announce it. It killed me. It, it did. It was tough. I, I, I couldn't. I'll tell people you start to get like a nervous tick because, uh, you know, you're just getting asked left and right about it. And nobody knew. Yeah. Nobody yeah. knew. We kept it highly confidential. But uh, the number one sector still is healthcare, yeah. without a doubt. So that's, mm -hmm. that's all driven by population growth, and which means that our community's thriving and the surrounding area is thriving with home sales and they're coming here for jobs. So healthcare followed by education, mm -hmm. another sector that's impacted by population growth. Mm -hmm. so it, and it's it, not just the school district, it's higher ed as well. Oh my goodness, it's, it's certainly Lone Star College. Yeah which is one of the largest in the state, if not the largest. Very fortunate uh, to have them. Very, very fortunate. So they always seem to be growing and mm -hmm. have for a number of years. Uh, it also includes uh, private schools. Mm -hmm. they are, we have major employers uh, that are made up by our private schools. Mm -hmm. Woodlands Christian Academy is a major employer mm -hmm. in our community. And uh, so that's beneficial to have all of those different opportunities in education mm -hmm. answering the need. Uh, for the population. Not only junior college, private school, public school, four-year university, Four. Sam Houston State. Sam Houston State has such a tremendous presence here with now nursing, uh, their entire nursing programs in the Woodlands, so mm -hmm. we benefit from that. Uh, they, they have other degree opportunities. We have the University Center, mm -hmm. as you know, that mm -hmm. Mr. Mitchell uh, had that vision for that multiple university offering yeah. in a, one community. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, my That's okay. Around. I knew I should have done something <laughs> with that. Uh, but, uh, I can't believe people would guess be. Guess what? It's a, it's a business that I've been working with and hoping to relocate. Well, then you should just so take can, that call right now. They can wait. They can wait. So, uh, but yes, they uh, were very fortunate that, that, mm -hmm. that education at all levels from four year degree programs down to even elementary schools play such a role. Well, and I'm sure when you are recruiting companies that, uh, well, what are some things you tell the companies to say, hey, this is why you should come to the Woodlands? You know, and you're right, uh, education is always paramount mm -hmm. in, in describing that we have excellent education, high quality education, and even in our public schools, which yeah. many communities don't have. True. Especially those communities that we recruit from the West Coast or East Coast. Mm -hmm. Most are, are mm -hmm. of their employees, their, their children are attending private schools. And Which is not cheap. Them, no. And, and I can tell them you can receive such high quality education with a public school mm -hmm. and feel confident that your children are getting the right education mm -hmm. free. And going to be basically. prepared for whatever opportunity they might want to take, whether it be a four-year or two-year or something, they'll be ready to go. And, and, and so we use that a lot. We talk about education. We talk about health care and that we have our own mini medical center here right mm -hmm. in the Woodlands, which is all tied up into this one main issue, quality of life. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, and I would think all the listeners realize, our quality of life is rather unique. And, and, and I say it's unmatched. 
Mm -hmm. And I've lived in a lot mm -hmm. of cities around this country, and, and I have seen no other community like this ever. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so we benefit from the quality of life. Now, every one of my counterparts across this country, I can promise you, talk about their community has the best quality of life. Of course they do. And, and, and I don't blame them. I would too. But I also jokingly, half-jokingly say, but I mean it. Yeah. When I say this, but quality of life plays a role. Uh, quality in the educated workforce plays a significant role, but mm -hmm. perhaps the most important because they feel confident that they can relocate here, attract employees, recruit them to come to their to their offices and work, mm -hmm. and retain them. So workforce is a major, major part of recruitment on our behalf that we promote. Because we're a highly educated community, mm -hmm. so over sixty percent have at least a bachelor's degree. Uh, very few can say that, mm -hmm. which is highly unusual. Very, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got quality of life, you've got education, and uh, low taxes, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. All those. We've got a very business-friendly state, so that makes it uh, even it better. And I always say, if I can get them here. Truly, oh, yeah. if I can get them here to visit, they just need to see and it. Give me a day to show them around. Mm -hmm. It's done. Yeah, it's done. We can go. Well, tell us a little bit about the uh, the jobs report that you did uh, issue at the Economic Outlook Conference, and what were you most surprised about? No, to say the least, it was it was the truly most surprising report that I've ever seen since I've been involved. That's sixteen years. I was prepared to see a significant job loss for the first time in this community's history since mm -hmm. 1974. Mm -hmm. Never have we lost jobs collectively mm -hmm. uh, with our employees, ever. And I was prepared to, to deliver a report that would be into a few thousand job losses. Uh, I knew ed education and health care were strong. Mm -hmm. I knew certainly the energy, oil and gas was really hard mm -hmm. hit. It, that all goes up to one answer or one analogy, and that is job losses. Yeah. So I was prepared for that. Then we had an employer come in right in the midst of COVID that brought us 2,415 jobs. Mm -hmm. We grew that in, in a, less than a year. So that absolutely changed everything. I was prepared to deliver a report at the EOC that we had a job gain collectively of 101 jobs. It's not a lot of jobs. Mm -hmm. In fact, we've never had any growth number close to that. Even during the depths of the recession in 89, mm -hmm. we still outgained that. Mm -hmm. So it was a small number, but it was a number that no one else was reporting. 101 jobs were added the Friday before the conference at 3 o'clock in the afternoon I know exactly the time I get the phone call that that employer had furloughed 2,415 jobs yeah. it, as after I picked myself up off the floor I certainly felt so sorry for those employees because these mm -hmm. are low-skilled but badly needed jobs mm -hmm. by a sector 
that appreciated a steady job paying $15 an hour. Yeah. Very much needed in this area. That, that hurt tremendously to hear that news. And then, of course, I'm selfishly, I'll be honest, I'm starting thinking about now, what am I going to deliver at DLC? Mm -hmm. I was going to respond or give the news that what if this employer didn't show up mm -hmm. in our community? What if? Mm -hmm. I was prepared to say that we were going to be down 2,413 jobs for the first time. Mm. Well, that scenario, that what if, actually turned into a reality at that point in time. And again, that was a snapshot mm -hmm. on that Friday. I know it's temporary, and I knew at that time, this is a temporary setback. Mm -hmm. They depend heavily on government contracts. And with the change in administration, there's always a review of contracts when you bring someone in new mm -hmm. to your department or into your area. In this case, the DOD, Department of Defense. All contracts were shut off, mm -hmm. put on hold for review. So that's why they had to do that at the last minute. It's, they're going to come back, so we'll, we'll be back. But in my wildest dreams, I never thought manufacturing would, would have been the influencer of our job market. In my wildest dreams, I never would have said that. But another element of diversification. So that's, that's good news. We had a blip of bad news with uh, the contract situation, which the federal government is always, there, there's always a little risk uh, with that. That's, uh, you know, government uh, intervention is sometimes the first risk you label in your business. And, and they did get hit with that. But the good news is that it's, it is temporary. And they should come back. And, and they are. It's a strong company, and they mm -hmm. have all of the uh, the abilities to start up quickly. Yeah. It's, it's almost to the point it's a turnkey. They they leased a, a building, a warehouse that's been empty for years. Mm -hmm. They brought it back to life. Mm -hmm. uh, they invested quite a bit in the infrastructure of that building and getting it all ready to go. And it was a company that turned into that number three employer mm -hmm. in the woodlands and again in less than a year yeah. that's unheard of and it was badly needed Absolutely. because there are manufacturing goods that uh, before had been outsourced overseas right. and uh, because of that uh, that location it made it difficult to get those goods and th those well, goods and, and again i may not even said who, what they manufacture it's ppe yeah so you're right. Uh, most of the contracts, even the DOD, were being uh, met by companies in China and Europe, mm -hmm. not at all in the U.S. So to say that we had a U.S. made, wholly U.S. made, mm -hmm. better than that, wholly Texas made. That's right. Uh, in our backyard, wow. it's a true uh, benefit. So, what are some of the other top employers? Maybe there's some on that list that, that we might not be aware of. Well, you know, the top 10 employers we pay, well, we pay close attention to all the employers, mm -hmm. but, but that's a big uh, group. That top 10 represents oh, a vast majority of our 39,000 jobs that are made up by overall major employers. Mm -hmm. The top 10 is represented 50% by healthcare. Mm -hmm. Half of those jobs in the top 10 are in acute care, mm -hmm. hospitals. Mm -hmm. 
which is and they're remarkable. growing as well. And it's not over. Yeah. You know, and I explained that at the EOC. We have cranes in the air right now. Two of the three cranes are Houston Methodist mm -hmm. and Memorial Hermann. And so they're poised to grow even more. So that's such a surprise. Um, energy is certainly in there. ExxonMobil is in there. Mm -hmm. uh, Occidental Petroleum is, is a top employer. Huntsman is a top employer. Mm -hmm. Chevron Phillips also in there. Mm -hmm. So we have some really strong companies represented on that major employer list. Mm -hmm. It's certainly even driving it. Some down. Fortune 500 companies. We do. Uh, we have, of course, Huntsman. Huntsman is a Fortune 500 mm -hmm. corporate headquarters mm -hmm. uh, in the woodlands. Uh, at one point, we had three. Now we're down to the one. Yeah. Chevron Phillips would be a Fortune 500 or higher. Yeah. But you know, they're privately That's held. right. They're two parent companies, so they're not measured as a Fortune 500 company, mm -hmm. but a significant size employer mm -hmm. and hugely impactful. And that's just very beneficial to our local economy, because if you have those, those uh, larger employers headquartered here, officed here, number one, it fills up our Class A office space, but number two, those are generally higher paying jobs. So those are, again, we, we see that in the service industry that, uh, you know, dry cleaners, restaurants, uh, mm -hmm. spas, I mean, anything that that, uh, that, that level of, of employee is going to spend some money at, which right. just folds over in our economy and just multiplies. Yeah, and that's, that's the fortunate side of being in a community where professional jobs is your niche market. Mm -hmm. And that's that's truly who we are because of our assets. Mm -hmm. Our assets are described as primary, uh, but class A office buildings. Mm -hmm. And when you have that as your primary asset, you attract professional, well-educated, mm -hmm. well-paid jobs. Which, so which we're very fortunate helps that. the server centers, but also helps your, uh, your education as well. That's right. Because education is very important right. for that group. Just yeah. the top tier uh, employees that work for these professional mm -hmm. companies, and uh, they go to our schools. So we have a really mm -hmm. well-educated but uh, high-performing yeah. schools mm -hmm. in our public schools and Now, how much Class A office space is in? <clears throat> excuse me, is in the Woodlands area, but also I know you. Uh, well, both of our organizations, the Chamber and EDP, represent Shenandoah and Oak Ridge North. As well, so almost uh, thirteen million square feet. Wow, uh, of Class A, which is for a suburban market, is unheard of. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we're very, again, very, very fortunate. And it's not over. You know, it doesn't take a large parcel to put up a thirty-story tower like Anadarko did, for instance. Mm -hmm. So those parcels are strategically located around the business area of the Woodlands, the town center, the research forest area. So we have room to add quite a bit more we do. office space in the future. Now, how do you see office space uh, in the Woodlands area and maybe uh, as compared to the larger metro markets? Right. How do you see that being affected by COVID and work from home? And what, are, what changes are we going to see? Well, that's the million dollar question. 
you know, we have double-figure vacancies right now, about fifteen percent, which is not a huge number. We've seen thirty percent over the years. Mm -hmm. Central Business District is running a 22, 23% vacancy. Mm -hmm. The Energy Corridor in Houston is running about the same. So we're, we're quite a bit less than that. But when you say 15% of an inventory that's into the millions, you're talking about a lot of square feet. That's yeah. Now the million dollar question is what's going to happen to the office environment once we get back to work. Now interestingly, we just uh, completed a survey with our major employers about that. Mm -hmm. When are you coming back, if you come back, in, in what uh, capacity? Interestingly, because I just looked at this, 50% of the respondents are already back, fully. That's fully. great news. And, and I was shocked by that. Jumped up to the next tier, about 30% have started a phase in, 25% seems to be the number, mm -hmm. to start with a 25% return. Voluntarily, try to get the 25% of your workforce into the office. Mm -hmm. That's encouraging. But then when you start looking at the long term, your plans, that's where it gets a little shady and you're not, they're not quite sure what the long term is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, and how impactful work from home, work from home will be. Uh, you, you hear the term hoteling a lot. So those that are coming into office space, finding a desk, using it just for the day, going back home or coming the next day, go to another desk, just like the hotel room. Mm -hmm. So hoteling seems to be a, a, a buzzword that's being used a lot. Uh, what is going to happen to work share, those type of programs? Right here in this building, you have executive suites. Mm -hmm. That could be the new norm, but again, nobody knows uh, what's going to happen in the future. Uh, if we have, you know, a million plus empty. Think about across the region what we have to back. I am narrating or moderating a, 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 a panel Friday uh, for Red News, one of our publications. It's read by commercial real estate people, and uh, I'm. Keenly interested what this group's going to say about that because I have those same questions for them. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're uh, with Moody Ram Ramden, with Stream Realty. Uh, oh, and another one is uh, uh, Gensler. So, mm -hmm. which they should have a good inside of. Yeah, they've got to redesign buildings. You've got to redesign. Wow. And, and so their uh, outlook would be very interesting, and I can't wait mm -hmm. to get that. Well, it'll be curious to see what happens next. It always is as we come out of COVID. And, uh, you know, one of the concerns I hear in talking to some of our employers is work from home has a place. But if you're 100% work from home, how does your corporate culture and your mentorship suffer? And just hallway conversations. Exactly. Uh, so that you lose some of that fabric of your organization by doing completely work from home. But you also oh, want to yeah. be a little, you know, flexible with your employees because they are they're actually demanding that. Uh, now, one thing I, I know you're working on with uh, Houston Business Journal and with Howard right. Hughes right. is uh, because with COVID, uh, a lot and a lot of people work from, working from home, mm -hmm. they've discovered that maybe they don't have to live in 
New York or right. Chicago or San Francisco, and they can move down here and get a, a whole lot more house for their money, and maybe their businesses will follow too. And we have, COVID impacted us all in, in ways that we didn't foresee. You know, we go on what we call mission trips. So we go truly all over the world to talk to companies and businesses, speak at conferences about the benefits of locating your company here. Well, COVID stopped that. Yeah. So we didn't travel at all last year. So we decided to move some of our funds around in a marketing effort to do hopefully the same thing, but do it through media mm-hmm. and advertising. And so we worked with the American City Business Journal, parent company of HBJ, and mm-hmm. Los Angeles Business Journal, and San Francisco Business Journal, the Seattle Business Journal, New York, Chicago, and conducted a multi-week campaign, both print and online. And um, we're going to see how it, how it performed because uh, you're right. We want to be in front of those companies. We've been impacted, but they've been impacted considerably more. Mm-hmm. And, and people are now starting to see the benefits of working virtually, but in a better environment mm-hmm. financially for them and their family. And uh, so we'll see how that progresses. I hear it all the time from real estate uh, professionals, uh, residential, of the number of people they're seeing from California. Wow. It's is really unusually high. Mm-hmm. So that says a lot. Uh, I go to that to that source for information a lot, and, and that's what I'm hearing. Wow. Yeah. Well, Gil, we're coming to the end of our time. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to mention before we close up? No, and I thank you for, again for the opportunity. We really appreciate the relationship that we have with the Chamber and we have for many, many years. So we collaborate frequently, mm-hmm. both professionally and personally. Yes. We go to the golf course a lot. <laughs> so, but no, seriously, we do. Well, that's and, our major brainstorming sessions. Right. It takes our mind off right. our bad golf game. But I'll, I'll say this, and I always want to say this. I have such a fantastic team. Yeah. It is not the Gil Staley Show by any means. Yeah. And uh, I've got Holly, Ashley, mm-hmm. and Mariana back at the office. Hello, team. Yeah. They're watching. But such a professional group that's helping us perform yeah. economic development. We're, we're both uh, pretty fortunate with people we get to work with. Right. It's a pretty neat deal. Well, thank you for being here. And uh, if anyone has any questions and would like to contact you or Absolutely. the EDP, how would they get a hold of you? You know, and I give out my direct line, 281 363 8135, and that's my direct line, mm-hmm. or email me, gil, G-I-L dot Staley, S-T-A-L-E-Y, at edpartnership.net. So contact me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can be a, a great resource to any size business. Yeah. And you've got a lot of information on your website as well. We do. And that's, of course, www.edpartnership.net mm-hmm. for that Well, thank you again for the partnership that we have and uh, the friendship and for the collaboration and for being here today. Thank Thank you. you. I appreciate it. And thank you for tuning in today. Again, my name is J.J. Holly. I'm president and CEO of the Woodlands Area Chamber of Commerce, and we'll see you on the next show. Have a good day.